Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. For over 80 years, Fram has been a leader in automotive filtration because that's the only thing they do. Filters. Want to protect your well-oiled machine or breathe easier when driving? Fram has the right filter for every kind of driver. Fram oil filters are American-made, tough, and feature SureGrip technology. No-slip grip for easy install and remove, even with an oily hand or glove. Fram cabin air filters filter out contaminants like exhaust fumes, allergens, and pollution. And with the power of Arm & Hammer baking soda, you can breathe easy with an odorless interior. Find the filter that's right for you and go to Fram.com today. That's F-R-A-M.com. No matter how you drive, Fram has the right filter for you. Head over to Fram.com. That's F-R-A-M.com. And find your perfect filter today. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one the number one fuck boy. It's a weekday morning and people are working from home in my apartment complex, but all you gotta do is trust me. It's me, your boy, Johnny G. Joining me as always in the High and Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, we got a, recur uh, a returning guest, uh, technically making her a recurring guest, and a first-time <laughs> guest, Motherfuckers, put your hands together for the host of the Ruin Podcast. It's Hallie Kiefer and Allison Libby. Yay. Yay. I'm like waiting for right. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, check out their like we just end. Check out their podcast. Uh <laughs> Honestly, fine. <laughs> all I said was we did it and clapped. We'll be like, that's pretty much all she could do. <laughs> I'm so pumped you guys are doing this. And uh I have truly affected my like my neighbors now bring up fuck boy and high and my they oh ask my me god. oh no yeah. 
Yeah, one of my neighbors was like, I heard you say Amir on your podcast. Are you friends with Amir Blumenfeld? I was like, get the fuck. That was so, that's such an invasion of privacy. Yeah, I'm, it's like, if you're going to get that kind of content, you better be subscribing and rating, my friend. You can listen to it. Not yeah. live. <laughs> no, that's unfair. That doesn't count as a click. I need you to log yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you eavesdropping does nothing for me professionally. <laughs> <laughs> we all lived in cities. I feel like the unspoken rule of apartments is... We know we can hear and see each other yes. frequently, but you yeah. just never speak to it because you just don't want it to be like I've seen right. my neighbor's ass or my neighbor's bush or, uh, or yeah. junk, but I never will say like, hey, saw your fucking bush last night, you know, and like, I'm standing outside your window. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I one of the, a neighbor recently uh, shouted to me when I was in my dining room, like through like the window. And they were like, no. oh, hey, John, blah, blah, blah. And I just went like, I looked at them and I just closed my blinds and I it did yeah. not respond. I'm like, no, this is the barrier. If I'm yeah. in my house, you have to knock on my door to talk to me. And also don't do that. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, very don't, weird. Don't talk I, to me. <laughs> I feel like in L.A. there are definitely more like places where it's like the first floor. Like we, we have a courtyard like we like we're on the inside of I don't know what you call those kinds of things. But they do that like my front window just looks at someone's front window and I could hypothetically just knock on it. It's antithetical to every part, like living in New York. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like in New right. York, like they would just be, they would just shoot through the window as I approach. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Like here, everyone is much more like, sure, this is fine. You know, I think yeah. the, the quarantine has effect obviously has affected people because like everyone's around more. And I, if you live in an apartment, you're most likely not surrounded by families. So I'm getting yeah. a lot of like single people who are like, Hi, I haven't talked to someone in seven days, and it's oh. like, and I, yes. I'm at the dumpster at the same time as you, and you're like, yes. oh no, oh no. <laughs> yes. Um, Dave, so we place we've moved in. There's like, I would say it's like a mix. Like, there's actually like two people who are pregnant, which is really interesting. So I feel like it's like young families. But so Dave went to go get the mail, and as he walked past, there was one of the apartment doors was open, and like you do when an apartment door is open, he of course looks, and the apartment door in the same with our unit, the apartment door, the bathroom door are parallel. So the apartment door was open, and so was the bathroom door. And then just some, he just looked, and someone was just on the toilet. And I was like, <laughs> so were they elderly? Or like, what was the situation? He's like, as I looked, they started to look, so I looked away and kept walking. <laughs> and I was like. That, that's where you got to so just funny. give like a shaka or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, what's up, baby? <laughs> two, two thumbs Rock way up. I shit too. <laughs> <laughs> Rock and roll. <laughs> Um, I want to talk about this, but I have to talk about it quietly. Mm. I found out that the old man who I share my floor with murdered his wife. <laughs> Whoa. And Whoa. how did you find this out? <laughs> because my downstairs neighbor looked him up because he yells at us all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she was like, I found an article about him. He's like this Italian actor. I'm like so scared. He's just going to like burst through my door and kill me. Me too. Um, Holy shit. This would be like. <laughs> this is, so, this is like a so high right now. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed out. But like I then we found this article about him and it was like his wife died under it was like not ruled a murder, but like his wife died under like the most suspicious circumstances right. in their home. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. Was it like 20 years ago? Because I feel like starting It was like 
10 or 15 years. It was like early 2000s. Right. I yeah, feel like, like that was the tail end of like men getting away with like, like <laughs> murder. Event- yeah, eventually like I think like murder documentaries started being like, hey, ask the husband, you know, and yeah. everyone was right, like, yeah. oh, right. Because I feel like, in, like it was like, yeah, I don't know. It was just me and her boating and she drowned. It was just me and her yeah. swimming and she drowned. Yeah. Just me and her playing weird. with we a gun. On- <laughs> yeah, she got shot. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah, I planned this whole elaborate vacation so we'd be alone on a catamaran. And, like, I don't know what happened, yeah. but I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so like that's what I'm dealing with. That's wild. Oh, that's... Every... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It's great. Oh, so yeah, like every episode of Cold Case I've been watching is literally just uh, police... Uh, some police officer didn't call somebody to verify something. And they're like, can right. you believe this? It's like, oh, it turns out he wasn't in jail. Or like, oh, it turns out that wasn't her typewriter. Like, it's like one key factor is completely wrong and they find out 30 years later. Right. <laughs> It's, it's like, so crazy. You're like, oh, well, I guess I'll never find my killer because I was wrong about where I got my typewriter from. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's fair. I guess my mother's death will go unvengeanced, uh, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because I misspelled the name of like a business. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, because oh. it was at gmail.co. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. I blew it. Uh, well, that's. Really weird that uh, natural segue. You guys might be new to the podcasting game, but holy shit, Livy, that was a classic broadcaster. <laughs> I classic this, fit. I had this irrational fear of my Italian Ooh, neighbor yes. coming in and murdering me. Yes. Which is well, yes, we, very <laughs> irrational. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, to be fair, that is a rational fear, but it doesn't happen that frequently. It sounds like it only right. happens once That's every true. 15 to 20 yeah. years in your apartment. Yeah, complex. I think I'd have to marry him for it to happen. Well, we'll see how long this quarantine goes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll check back in in six months if we're still in quarantine. Yeah, it's, it's true. Like, eat, pray, die, like the Allison Leiby. Like, <laughs> I'm getting free in the quarantine. I'm dating my Italian. I would never pray. <laughs> I will eat and die. But I will eat and die. <laughs> Possibly minutes apart. <laughs> One is probably a cause to the other. Yeah, they're both. On the out. toilet, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but your podcast, Ruined, is Hallie telling you the plots of horror movies because you can't yes. handle horror movies. Is that yes, correct? I is- can't. I'm living in one. I can't like watch one at this point. <laughs> I know, and that's and that's. I mean, I I get it. I especially if my headspace is in the right space, I can't watch a horror movie. But. Mm-hmm. No. I wanted to tell Hallie, I, Hallie, you're a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you can I, I do find it. it. I find it incredibly relaxing. I find it like anxiety reducing. And we've talked about this a lot, but I yes. really do feel like it's like I've, I'm so filled with ambient anxiety, which is why this topic is uh, perfect, that like seeing a horror movie and seeing horrible things happen and then having it resolved, even if it's resolved terribly, you know, right. I mean, so, some movies, yeah, it's so horrible, you don't get really a resolution. But for most of them, it's like, okay, we find out what happened, you know, whatever. There's something very soothing about that in because the horror movie right that we're in has no ending. Right, right. You know. Right. So like, as a matter of fact, yeah. it keeps getting scarier as every act yes. after every act breaks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The next three or two or three months are gonna be, you know, the worst part of the the third act of this. Oh my god. Um, I hope it's the yeah. third act, yeah. Jesus Christ, you're right. It's oh. better we, not be just like the yeah, it's the End trilogy. One. Yeah, exactly. We realized, uh, oh, fuck. shit, we're kicking off like a series of extended cuts. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this was like the cold open where something happens. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, we still have so much to go. Oh, yeah, Benson and Stabler are just, well, I mean, that's not really a horror movie, but I can't say, think, say cold <laughs> open without thinking Law and Order. Uh, yeah, there's true. There's something soothing, I feel like, and there's why there's like a mass love of uh, 
whatchamacallit, true crime documentaries, true mm-hmm. crime podcasts. Yeah. Uh, fucked up, like, weird video. Like, people love to watch, like, you know, dashboard cams of insane car accidents right. or near misses. Oh, yeah. My wife, Tiffany, is, like, terrified of spiders. Like, severe. Like, she has night terrors about them when we're not in the woods. But she'll also look at pictures of spiders on her phone and like sweat and like watch YouTube videos of spiders and like freak out. And it's some weird element where it's soothing. And I don't fully understand why, because I guess maybe being scared by a spider, and now I'm just psychoanalyzing a woman who's (laughs) getting us money and health insurance 10 feet away. Uh, (laughs) While I get us another $180 from a CBD company. Uh, uh, (laughs) You're paying you $180. It's amazing. How'd you get up to that rate? (laughs) Just five years of weekly podcasting. Uh, she, I th- I feel like part of it is like looking at the spiders and being scared of the spiders on the phone mm-hmm. is better than being scared of like what could possibly happen to me, like yes, like yeah, on it, the road with COVID, with a, uh, a exactly. murderer, rapist, assaulter, fucking terrorism, right. biohack, mm-hmm. like all that shit. It's like, and I feel like there's a little bit of that to horror movies where you're yes. like. I, the whole totally. time you can say, I know this isn't real. And then it ends and you're yes. like, ah, the purge isn't real. And then your neighbor's like, help me. And you're like, oh, right. <laughs> right yeah. We're sort your neighbor's of- like looking through the window menacingly at you. Wearing a cloud mask that says God on it. You're on the toilet watching the purge. You're like, hey, come on. <laughs> I'm busy here. I'm purging. I'm purging here. Hey, I'm purging here. <laughs> it's my Italian bulimic headed to the bathroom. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but uh, irrational fears have gotten is something that's been coming up a lot because in my house because there's a lot of things to be afraid of right now, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. to me, I'm not afraid of a lot of things. Like I don't. I guess my anxiety level is very weird in that like a lot of stuff people are are stressed about. I can easily just be like, hey, it's not a mm-hmm. come on, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Like. Seriously, you know how many more people die in car? Like, I'm that guy who has, like, the logic. But then something in my head where I'd be like, oh, no, 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 don't stand backwards on the curb like that. You'll fall and hit your chin and you'll die. And it's like all of a sudden I'm I'm like just a dad. (laughs) I'm like, hey, yay, dry your hair before you go outside. You know, you're going to get fucking pneumonia or whatever. There's just, like, things that activate in me and I'm like, what is this? And... And I, I mean, this is no surprise to a lot of people. A lot of traces back to my childhood. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This so is weird. This yeah. is just analyzing our, our upbringing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's all this is going to be. Yeah. When yeah. it turns out, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of like ghosts or murderers, but I'm afraid of like alcoholic men and food. Like, I'm like oh, man, never mind. Being, I'm afraid of being a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm afraid of like not getting enough food when we order or make food. Like, that's like a huge fear of mine because I was just like one of five giants in a, in a poor family. So it'd be like, the Cheez-Its are here. And it'd be like me and my brothers would be like fighting over the Cheez-Its like a fucking zoo exhibit. And so now oh. I still have that despite being uh, ostensibly wealthy. Like I'm still like, oh, macadamia nuts. And I'm just like, eat the whole band. Like, oh, thank God I got them. I needed that. And, uh, but that <laughs> so I've been yeah, dealing I- with a lot of my fears and anxieties lately. Yeah, I definitely had that too. I remember like like after dinner or whatever walking to the kitchen and my dad was just eating everyone's food they didn't eat. Like my, he couldn't <laughs> throw it away like because of his yeah. upbringing. 
Yeah. And not that I'm exactly like that, but I'm not not like that. Like the idea of being like, well, I'm not going to eat the rest of it. It's like, well, somebody's got to. Well, you're going to put it in the garbage? Yeah, no, I, absolutely I, not. No food goes in the garbage. And I will eat, <laughs> I eat every single – and that's why like I've lost weight in the pandemic just because restaurants have been eliminated where I would be out with more than just my wife and finish oh my everybody's gosh, yeah. food. Every, yeah, or, totally. or you order, Like I'm not at home making uh, – appetizers two cocktails a bottle of red an yeah. entree oh, yeah. eating a friend's <laughs> entree sharing some weird side and then a dessert <laughs> so i'm doing better than i've ever done before uh wait and i'm sorry to just power through on all this but hallie you reminded me of something i've listeners to this podcast have probably heard this but i don't know if you guys have i used to in elementary school stand by the garbage can and as oh. kids, as kids throughout oh, their lunch, oh, if they had like, oh, I know this God. is, if this is the most this like so gamer shit ever, I would like eat like their chicken nuggets or anything that didn't have like bites out of it. And right. o- often chocolate milk was just unopened and I would just crack it, finish it, throw oh. it in the garbage. Oh. And I would end lunch with eating like 40 bites of other people's foods and like seven uh, chocolate now, milks. So there was no teacher being like, hey, hey yeah, you know, maybe garbage. it seems like, hey, let's get you some food or like, or like yeah. maybe we'll talk let's to your parents lunch. about, yeah, let's talk about this rather than just let, watching you eat the garbage. Watching I, a child eat out of the, the garbage fuck? is one of the darkest things I could imagine doing as an adult. It's crazy how much that is just like informed like my, like it's crazy how like at the age of 20, I was like chugging the halves of beers that were left around to party for like. Oh, there, well, I did that. Yeah, yeah. There's like an <laughs> element of performance that's there too. Like people going, holy shit, Gabrus chugged his third chocolate milk in a row. And like that shit kind of mm. activates me in, in my little like 80s. Like, my, like this is what cool dudes do is like get cheered on as they give themselves alcohol poisoning or like right before he blows his ACL jumping off the roof of his dorm. This is like the highlight of my life. Yeah. Uh, but and then we all went into comedy. <laughs> right. yeah, we, I had to. We Jesus, had to. yeah. Do you I have, remember? Sorry. Do you guys have any fears that, like, when you say them out loud, even you go, yeah, or like something that you're constantly worried about that even when you say it out loud, you're embarrassed or you realize how impossible or quote unquote irrational that would be? Can you think of anything specific? Oh yeah, I've got a list. I don't know whether we should. Okay, I have a list too. Hell yeah. I mean, <laughs> Slender Man comes to mind. But oh, okay. <laughs> He's gonna call, he, or he's gonna come I, to see you. Uh, or I don't just like that he exists. I, just that he exists. It's so well. It's like what I don't want to give away what we did on the podcast. Uh, right? Yeah. Um, well, no, but I, I understand. The, there is something where it's like it goes back to childhood, where like you're playing like Bloody Mary or something like that, or like the yeah. Ouija board, where it's like, yeah, like I don't believe in that. But am I gonna go in the bathroom and Sean's light and say Bloody Mary five times in the mirror? Hell no! Okay, well, I'm not gonna you, risk it. You've said it twice already, so I don't know what you're doing right now. Yeah. You have to be in the bathroom and you have to be alone with the lights off. Thank God. It's gotta you be can't the mirror, just say right? It in school. You yes. gotta say in the mirror. Yeah. Is I remember the, do, yeah. yeah, I remember doing it at my friend Paris's uh, sleepover Paris. once. Yeah, Paris. And we were like, of course. Um, and I just remember being in the bathroom and I was like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I'm like running out. And everybody was like, we saw her. Um, I miss, I remember- we went from like doing uh, spooky stuff like that to like really like, like homoerotic pranks and stuff. So I Ooh, like, okay. yeah, this is right in Hallie's wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> As I, said it, as I said it, I said it. I was together. like, I feel like homoerotic pranks is one of your search terms. Oh no, <laughs> terrifying! It is now. Note to Whoever's self. on Pornhub searching for pranks. 
now is the time for that. Like sexual pranks. I, I feel like it's like if there was like, yeah, like a, a what the Jake Paul, Logan Paul, like the porn version or something. Yeah. Two, yeah. I'm sure they're doing that. Two uh, faux cest brothers like, oh, oh yeah. scared you. <laughs> time to jack you off or whatever. Oh, boy. Oh, God. <laughs> they find some, instead of a dead body, they find a hot guy in the woods. <laughs> Is this cultural appropriation? (laughs) The saddest thing of all when a hot person is dead. Oof. Oh my God. I feel so bad. (laughs) Is anything a bigger loss? Um, I feel like what. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say now, Slender Man is like sort of indicative. It's almost like representative of like something larger that's scary and it's weird. Like, and I'm jumping to like 11 conclusions here, but like something like QAnon. Like is yeah. sort of similar in a way where it's like <clears throat> I believe in this awful thing, and so now it weirdly colorizes everything or like flavors yeah. everything in my mind, yes. and now yes. nothing is as bad as the thing I believe in. So it's like, yes. yeah, I've, you right. know, I watched my fucking mom take pills and like beat my brother, but it's not Slender Man or like I, right, I, right, yeah, I watched uh, my president dismantle everything we know and love about this country, and it's like, but. He's stopping pedophiles, like you know, like right, yeah. it's weird. This right. umbrella kind of like, and we're we're sort of talking about that where you like use that fear to ignore like real shit in your life. I'm not saying that's yes. what you're doing, Livy, but no, yeah, it is. Th- no, 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 your therapist is like, would you like to talk about anything besides Slender Man today? And I'm like, no, we're going to do an all, another all Slender Man session. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> See, I'd like to talk to my mother. Just kidding, bitch. You know we're talking about Slender Man. I just came from my my entire family's funeral, but I'm here to talk about Slender Man. It's like, it's there might be other trauma you want to discuss. Nope, just Slender Man. Yeah, it's interesting that you, the QAnon thing, because I feel like it's like, oh, that's an example in which like an irrational fear, your mind rationalizes it to the point where you can't tell anymore. Because I feel like, like when I think of irrational fear, it's like, I know it's irrational that when I go in a, swimming pool or a lake I part of me is afraid a shark is there like that's when I'm like so I'm able to control that you know like I feel it but I don't feel the need to like shout to everyone there's a pool maybe there's a shark in a swimming pool it's coming through the uh you know the filter whatever but but for people in QAnon or whatever what sucks is like they they don't have that part like that small margin between like thinking it and believing it is gone which is just really that's really hard well they would like look at a pool and be like and if you, uh, if someone like the QAnon version is like, there's a shark in that pool, and it's like, well, I'll tell you what, there's not not a shark in that pool. Thoughts yeah. like this Can is like s- the this is like yeah, the most QAnon right. post ever. It's like, uh, there's never been proven that sharks have been in pools, but sharks have been seen swimming in water, and filters are connected to this. So yeah. thoughts, there go, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's always like. That and that's the shit that drives me crazy. Is like the, people's counter arguments are like, well, but and it's like, right. no, no, no you saying. can't, you can't do ellipses. The people who are always like, it's not, not this. It's right. like I can't. Like I <laughs> yeah. hate that. I hate that argument style. I hate all like proof well, is a thing. There's like, no proof our current Uber driver isn't a ghost. And it's like, right. yeah, I mean, I guess so. But like, let's just right. say it's most likely he's not a ghost because he's driving right. a it's corporeal like human semi- being. Yeah, <laughs> semantic arguments, and you're like. No, no, no. Use like one iota of logic to put this together. <laughs> right. Oh, or God. evidence. We live in the dumbest country. But that part of your brain where you go like, but there is no shark here. And then you're in yes. there and something and like you're, someone's treading water next to you and their foot hits you and you jump. Yes. And exactly. you're like, wait, I know it's a foot. It has to be a foot. It has to be like, 
I, I understand that yeah. brain where your yes. brain, like, I'll do that to myself. Like, if I'm out in like nature at night, which is something I like to do, or like out alone at night, something I like to do, 85 to a 95 times out of 100, I'm fine. Every once in a while, I'm like, okay, what was that noise? And I'm like, yeah. right. And it could, and it's like, the answer is a million unscary things. But right, my brain, yes. yeah, my brain is already at like, yeah, well, it could be a dog rustling because there's a killer. You know, like right. I'm like, oh, right, I'm fucked. Yeah, <laughs> and I guess it's like the same part of our brain that's also like when you hear something terrible happen to someone, you're like, well, they shouldn't have gotten in that car, or like, yes. you know, it's like your brain wants to ascribe yes. logic to its fear. So as opposed to being like, well, in reality, like. Uh, there's there is an element of chaos in our lives and you could be as prepared as possible than something you do, couldn't even anticipate happens but people are like well they you know they should have seen that coming and it's like how like so many crazy things happen you can't be aware of them at all times it's true it's very easy after the fact to be like oh well you know you should have considered a helicopter crashing on right, your head right. it's like, like it, well <laughs> right. if you were looking up you wouldn't have gotten hit by the you know whatever it's like wait what right yeah yeah high size 2020 here guys yeah it's like when people are like you know i walk to the car with my keys in, in between my knuckles mm -hmm. in case something like blah blah and it's like oh yeah how much shit do you have to do to prevent something from happening right. like, at some the onus being and i mean now we're just like casually wandering into victim shaming or victim blaming or whatever but that is such an yeah, that's where this belongs <laughs> yeah it's like such an element of like the logic thing to that too where it's just like well you know you shouldn't have been in the ocean if you didn't want to get bit by a shark and it's like right well, yeah that's like not how it worked like oh i yeah. got my uncle died in a car accident like am i not supposed to ever get in a car again like you can't yeah yeah like, yeah, and it's like our logic brain is trying. It's like our brain's trying to put logic on everything, and most of existence is not necessarily logical. Right. right. And I'm saying like uh, that. Like that's like people right. who believe a QAnon. That's logical to them. But right. But that doesn't. You know what I mean? Like it's like almost. It's like you're overlaying these things on on random occurrences. Well, then once you build a certain umbrella, you can squeeze anything you want yes. underneath it. Like, it's true. Uh, like yeah. and especially if like you know truth or proof is off the fucking table you're allowed to just be like going back to like sharks in the pools yeah. you're like uh right you're like uh there's been a video of a lifeguard pointing at something in the pool with believes yeah. it looks like it could be a shark and so because i already believe that it's possible it's definitely a shark and not like exactly well what about right. the zero previous occurrences of sharks in pools right. how does that right and people are like well it can happen yeah. now <laughs> it's like oh fuck um while we're talking about sea creatures, uh, my friend who grew up in Florida um, gave, she was like, she was like, my teacher said this in seventh grade and I haven't stopped thinking about it since. And what? I think about it every time we get in the ocean. And because like people think dolphins are nice, like overall, I think like, I think like human beings are like, they're cute, they're helpful and friendly. And like somebody in her class was like, yeah, but you, you, you know, you hear all those stories about dolphins like pushing people back to land when they've like gotten too far out. And the teacher goes, that's only because you never hear the stories of the people who they pushed further out into the ocean. Oh, wow. That <laughs> oh hits <my> hard. God. <laughs> like in middle school? Yeah, was, this like, was this like in math class? Like, what, what, what course was this? What were they know. learning? It's just like Florida, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that That's teacher like, hated dolphins. There's a unit on and dolphins children. in every class in Florida. In like, Florida. <laughs> you got, you're right. You gotta. You absolutely gotta. You gotta. Um, well, like, so now I think about that whenever I go in the ocean. Dolphins... Uh, are out there raping people. Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought rapists. you were going to say. Yeah, that's what I thought you were yeah. like, that's a crazy thing for a teacher to say. Well, you know, <laughs> dolphins, they're probably just trying to fuck you when they're pushing you yeah. back to shore. 
Wait, what? <laughs> they're, just, they're just trying to find a place that's like romantic. Right. You just run back into the ocean. Um, here's my scary thing that I saw as a kid, the sea creature thing. It's a lamprey eel. I'm just going to send no. you this link in chat. Mm-mm. And it Mm-mm. looks, if you ever see a lamprey eel, its mouth looks like. It looks like it, a big leech slash worm, right? With, I with hate teeth. Them. Yeah, with teeth. Now, oh my God, I hate that. I think they're literally like two inches long. Like, But when I saw that photo, I was like, well, yes, if I go into the lake, I will be murdered and suck dry. Because, uh, yeah, I was like, look at that yeah. thing. You know, it's a monster. It's so scary. Uh, Everything under the sea is scary. I, yeah. I, this is a great topic for me because uh, this, is, <laughs> this is a constant conversation in my house because we are uh, avid beachgoers. I am not afraid of the ocean like I under I've been in a you know within six feet of a shark not not a crazy one not a scary one but like i've been on like a kayak next to a shark i've done a lot of shit i've worked it and hung out at beaches my whole life my wife is she she won't go in lakes because they scare her the most because it's the darkest interesting i think lakes are the scariest if she can see i'm a swimmer i love swimming i love the ocean i love all of it but like a lake i'm just like Mm, no. It, no, 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 no. Because how did it get there? Yeah, that to me, lakes are scarier <laughs> than oceans for that reason because they're they're like uh, an ocean in that they're big and have wildlife, but they're like a pool yes. in that they're like to me in an ocean you feel safer because it's like well they have an infinite amount of space to go to. Right, like, right I'm yeah, not going to come over here. They're not going to come over here. They have like infinity. Right. They could be in Europe, <laughs> <But> a lake. <laughs> yeah, uh, or I guess we live in the Pacific now. They could be in uh, Japan, uh, but in a lake they're like. They're eventually going to come back to where I'm treading. And they <laughs> is whatever. But yeah. Yeah. To, that shit like there was a, drives my wife was insane. Movie, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. There was a movie. I don't remember what it's called. I like saw it at someone's house when I was younger. And like the kids were a bit older than me. So like a scary movie was like in their world. But I was like not there yet. I'm still not there. But there was it was at a lake. And there was like a goo in the lake that mm. was like coming up through oh, like somebody that's yeah. like a, that's you know like a, movie a famous B horror movie hold on I've seen it yeah is it and a like, creep show I'm trying to think I'm thinking of one where it's like a based on a Stephen King book and they're on a raft they're on a raft and yes, it's like yes. loosely put together and it's like coming and it's like attaching to their skin and it's like hurt it like I think about it every time I see a lake. I think it's either it's Creep Show so or scary. Creep Show Two that you're referring yeah, creep to. Show, creep Show Two, yeah, boy, I yeah, as someone who hates horror, Creep Show is pretty intense for some. Of you. I, I, I'm, I'm proud of you. Is a great one. Yeah, you know, I'm real proud of you. Hey, Thank you. Hey, good I job. Mean, it, it ruined my relationship with Inland Water, but uh, <laughs> yes. Inland Water was the name of the girl's house you were sleeping at? <laughs> yeah, Paris. Yeah, we don't talk. Paris, Paris in- and Inland. <laughs> yeah. I forgot you grew up in Ojai. <laughs> uh, the, the, the ocean, I get. Like, that's fair. That's, like, not an irrational fear. There are things in the ocean. Like, when you enter the ocean, you're in somebody else's ecosystem something else's like that's not where we belong Mm -hmm. so like that i that i understand the fear like when people are like people who are afraid of flying like i get that that's like an unnatural thing that we're up there and people who are afraid of like people who are afraid of heights i get Mm -hmm. but people like i i understand people afraid of heights when you're like loose does this make sense like being high up in a building with the windows like i i that doesn't scare me, but <laughs> I under- loose. But when people yeah, are like yeah. looking over the edge of a bridge or like walking yeah. along, so like that, mm. I get like that kind of because there's that weird part of your brain that's like, well, I could fall. Like and like yeah. the second you think of the dangerous thing, you're like, yes. is my brain gonna just do that? Like, am I gonna yeah. like I can fall, right? 
will I fall? And that's like, I, I even can't, being on like a bridge or a walkway or like somewhere where like the railing is like up to my shoulder. Like there's just no way I'm like flipping over it. And I'm still like, I don't like this. I, it's just too open air. Like I'm yeah. not going over the side of this bridge. I remember being in, oh, in eighth grade, we took a class trip to Toronto. I'm from outside Cleveland. And we went to the CN Tower and it had like a glass floor that you could walk out over and look down, which I hate heights. So I was kind of peering over, like I was standing on the regular floor looking over. And then my shop teacher, whose name escapes you right now, as a prank, pushes me out onto the floor. So for a second, I not only think I'm being shoved, oh I feel God. like I'm being shoved <laughs> to my death. That's child abuse. <laughs> and, he, and everyone laughed, and I turned around, and he laughed. And I did punch him, but I didn't get in trouble because it was... I just punched him, like, in the arm or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you're was, like, allowed to swing face. on your teacher if he... Fu- Yo, he's allowed to yeah. catch hands if he fucking shoves <laughs> a student. <laughs> but it was... I remember just that moment of, like, well, I knew it. It's over. I'm falling out of the tower somehow. Oh my god! I'm just thinking of how that would feel and like can't oh, really no, process. That's that's terrifying to me. That like yeah. that feeling of, like that stomach drop. And I I have jumped off of cliffs. I've gone skydiving, and I still would oh feel that like that lump in my chest. I I went to the top of the Burj Khalifa in <sighs> Dubai. That like uh, the Mission Ooh. Impossible. Tom oh, fuck. It's like a and they yeah. have like one of those like could, ob- observation stands. And it shit. like where it's like glass uh, floor and holy shit, there is something that psychologically happens to your brain. Like you're not supposed to be up that high. Like looking down, all of a sudden my brain was like, whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, if I, I, I've broken enough chairs in my day. Like uh, I'm not like a <laughs> giant freak, but I am 300 pounds and most things are built for up to 250. And I was outside right. of America. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Fuck. Don't even get me started. Like I was in, uh, <laughs> I was in like Portugal with my in-laws and there's like a lot of like old castle tours. And I'm like, I am like, thank God there's like other fat tourists there. So I feel a little safer, but I'm always the guy who's like, when I lean on the railing is when I fucking break the 17th century fucking stucco castle and tumble to my death. Or at least everyone is like, yeah, this fat American in cargo shorts shattered the fucking wall. Right. And then, I mean, again, I don't want to speak to what happened. Like who knows how you'll die, but like that is like where people on like, will they see the news will comment like, Oh, it's his fault for leaning on the, you know, like people will then be like, Oh, well he shouldn't have ate food. And then years later travel, you know, like, well, <laughs> what is this 300 pound guy doing on vacation? I mean, he should be, be at home exercising. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he should be behind some kind of curtain until he loses weight. Yeah. <laughs> it's your boy Gabris back to talk about underwear, specifically Mac Weldon's. Am I sitting in them exclusively wearing just a pair of underwear recording this podcast? Yes, that's right. I'm wearing Mack Weldon's while recording a Mack Weldon ad. Technically, well, I'm not wearing Mack Weldon socks, but I was a moment ago. I took them off uh, Mr. Rogers style right before I sat down here. Okay, enough about me. Do you guys need to know about the Mack Weldon Blue program, the Blue Loyalty program, Weldon Blue, if you will? Weldon Blue. How did I not tell you guys about this? I mean, I've told you about it every ad, but here's how it works. Level one gets you free shipping for life. Totally free. It's easy to get. And once you reach level two, that's spending $200, Mac Weldon will start giving you 20% off every order for the next year. So 
$200, get you your sweatpants, your socks, your underwear you need, and then all your replacement uh, drawers or socks, shirts, sweats, all the cool stuff they have there. It's 20% off for the rest of the year. Not a bad deal. I personally purchase all my underwear and socks from Mack Weldon. Um, I like the silver underwear, which is the Supima cotton. It's soft and strong. And then it's got antimicrobial silver XT2. So it's uh, pretty exciting. Um, I do wear some of the air knit uh, ones. I'm like just listing all the favorite fabrics of mine. Uh, but enough enough about that. Just go to MacWeldon.com slash high. Uh, and enter promo code HIGH for 20% off your first order. So all you have to do to get 20% off your first order, get you started on the Weldon Blue loyalty program. Now I'm starting to sound like like I'm standing outside your door like, no, 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 trust me. (laughs) Go to Instagram.com slash MacWeldon. No, go to MacWeldon.com slash HIGH and enter promo code HIGH for 20% off your first order. Wouldn't that be nice? What a deal for you guys, not me. Winning season returns at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means survivor, super contests, and squares. At my bookie, winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up, watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice. It's time to celebrate the NFL season. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code MIGHTY and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Use promo code MIGHTY and double your first deposit. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks. Win big. Collect your cash. Use promo code MIGHTY and double your first deposit. Make your picks. Win big. Collect your cash. Your winning season begins today, only at my bookie. This isn't an irrational fear, but one of the most panic, like anxiety panic moments. I don't think that men will ever understand this, but when you get trapped in a dress in a dressing room. Oh, yeah. Hallie, has this happened to you? I I, like, yes, it has. Men's clothes is so many separates that like, I don't think this is ever, but like putting a dress that's slightly too small on over your head and like your shoulders are too wide. And it's like, you can't get it all the way on and you can't get it all the way off. And like, you have to dislocate your shoulder or rip the garment to get it off. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I, my heart races when it happens. And uh, I'll do it every time because I'm like, oh, I'm a six. Like, <laughs> my heart's racing too because this is my search term. Giant <laughs> <laughs> women rip selves out of dresses. I, 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 I wish what, I was joking, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was I? Oh, I'm trying to think somebody was. I, I totally, I totally get that. That is, because that. That shit of like you're alone too, where you're like, am I gonna like open the curtain and like hope that the friendliest seeming retail employee here is the one right, that eyeballs yes. me? And I'm like, and hopefully for you guys is also like a woman or you know where you can yes. feel like, hey, 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 get in here and hit this fucking snap for me. I'm fucking trapped. And yeah. ignore the you know I didn't know I was gonna be trying on clothes today, so this ignore this weird boxers I'm yeah, wearing. Weird oh, underwear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But this underwear looks like I got it, it like out of a fire, like it yeah. it immediately on. Yeah, I remember it's going too big to... and too small somehow. Like... Yeah, too tight in I, I the noticed... front, sag in the back. I, have... I definitely have underwear that I'm like, I can't describe how these fit, but they fit too tight in some areas, and, too... and I'll let you do the math of where it's tight and loose that it's extra humiliating. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I remember going to, um, there's a store in, I think it's closed now in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, called In God We Trust. And I remember I was oh, yeah. trying that. Oh, it is closed. Yeah, it was like, I think it was like a skirt. It was like a mint green skirt with a pattern on it. And it got stuck. And in my effort to get it off, I ripped it. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, drenched in sweat, panicking. And I was able to get it off. And then I had to basically ball it up in the corner and run out of the store. Because I was like, I, I'm not going to pay for this. I, no. I'm, not a, I'm not a decent person. I'm certainly, also, like, you know. Like, you're just paying to feel bad. I like, bought, you can't wear it. It's like, I came here and made garbage. I'd like to buy it, you know. <laughs> I came I, here and made garbage. You're. This now this is uh getting into some shit that I can definitely relate to in that I'll go into a store and be like, "Oh, how much are these jeans? $130?" Okay, I'll take them in 38, 40, and 42. And I'll oh, take them boy. home and blast the air conditioner and try yeah. them on by myself with the assistance of my partner and then come back <laughs> and then hopefully remember to return the two that don't fit. Like that's yeah. like, yes. but more than likely come back with all three and be like, I hate myself. Here they are. <laughs> like I'm yeah. just, I got yoga pants at work. I'll see you later. Like, <laughs> yeah, those like yoga pants that look like dress pants, but they're just yeah. clearly yoga pants. Like I don't oh. know who they're fooling. Oh, bro. I, I don't know who they're for. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell I, I'm the guy who's comfortable just wearing athleisure wear. I have like the Sopranos body that it's like, it, it's okay if I'm out in sweatpants. It like makes sense for this dude. I think everyone is fine with that now. Oh like, yeah, the game yeah, has we've changed. There. This has been nice. Like we've really crossed into like the number of elastic waist uh, yeah. things I own has exponentially increased. Oh my, Everyone has just caught up to me is what it is. It's like, <laughs> I, I've been wearing exclusively tank tops and shorts for eight <laughs> years. And now I'm like, yes, trendsetter. Yeah. I, the, Welcome. I, the only thing I had to buy was uh, some sweatpants when it was cold and pan cold and cool and pandemic-y. I was like, oh, yes. shit, I actually need comfy pants. I'm so used to wearing comfy shorts. Uh, yeah. And I'm kind of, yeah. And it's fucking great. <laughs> this is like the highlight. I hope the whole transition to every most people working from home means that we're never wearing fucking button shirts again. I know this is going to shatter uh, Hallie's boyfriend. I know Dave and I have oh. previously talked about this, that little sartorial fucking. Dave is fine to show out. I mean, luckily we have Instagram so we can show people's clothes <laughs> yeah. besides me. I'm like, you look great. He's like, I know. Um, I was like. But uh, it's funny because I feel like as soon as the court, well, as soon as it's over being over being quotation marks, what that looks like, I, yeah. my concern for myself and for you guys is that there will be a complete uh, like the opposite, like a backlash yes. where everyone is going to want fitted stuff and like more formal heels, heels going out tops. Remember yeah. those G tight, low cut jeans. I'm afraid that we're going to go back yeah. to like. The opposite of pendulum. Yes. It's going to be like the, I, the roaring 20s, like truly yes. like post-pandemic. Yeah, like everything's like glitzy, <laughs> yeah. tons of makeup. But like I was, play I played mini golf in Tribeca uh, last night, like on Pier 25, because I was like, I don't know, this is outside. Is this an activity I can get yeah. drunk and do? Um, and it was really fun. Um, but like it's near Grand Banks, that like boat bar. And everybody walking down that way was like, I was like seeing people in like, nice clothes for the first like people were making a night of like going to that bar and i was like oh i haven't seen someone in heels in six months like yeah. why would i and like oh, i saw yeah. like girls in like little little outfits and i was Wild. like no 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 no, <laughs> not yet i'm not ready for this no, not i was ready, wearing like man. a fanny pack and rubber rubber birkenstocks i was like i don't know it's i'm a camp counselor now <laughs> 
Um, I, mean, I bought a fanny pack and rubber Birkenstocks in one order from Zappos, and I was like, they're going to make a lot of assumptions about like what's happening on my end. <laughs> oh, I ordered a, a fanny pack and a big wicker beach hat uh, from the same <laughs> company, and they must have been like, enjoy metal detecting, you know? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of metal on those beaches. That's all I'm have fun out there. I hope you find a nickel, you fucking old weirdo. <laughs> Um, I have a, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, go. If you have, if you have some more stuff off your list, let's go. Yeah. If you have any okay, more. Okay. So I wanted to wait until a little bit into the episode to bring up this irrational fear because it's very, very dark and sad and I didn't want to stop. So my, this is my number one is the true irrational fear is leaving a baby in a car and they yeah. die. Okay. And, and now I don't have a baby, but my boyfriend has a toddler son. And luckily he's old enough that like he makes a lot of noise. Yeah, be like, like, it would be you'd hard notice for if he wasn't with you. <laughs> yeah. Right. But but he's still like if he fell asleep or whatever. And you read these stories and it's so rare. Like that's why I have to remind myself. It's like it's very rare. It's very unusual. It just that makes a lot said, of news when it happens. Yeah. Boy, it you know, it makes the rounds. And I think it's because like the reason it's like, oh, it's my fault. Like if I get eaten by a shark in a swimming pool, that's off. That's not on me. I, you know, realistically. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> right. Or like my fall out of a tower. That's right. gravity. If I forget an entire baby or whatever, a child in a car, that is, even if it was unintentional, that's on me. And the idea of the moment you re- like go to the car or like you're at lunch and you're like, oh, and I, like, that's it. Like that's your whole life is now revolves around that moment. And that's as a result, I think that's why my anxiety keeps going back to it. It's like, there's nothing you can do. You can't unmake that moment oh you know my what I mean? god i don't know why right. i'm so stressed right now because i'm I like know. the amount of times my car battery has died because i left it running or like the amount of times i drove away with like an iced coffee on the roof of my car oh yeah like, that could be a baby oh. carrier yeah, for all, I you know, know what i mean that, like oh i mean i don't have a child i don't have intentions right. to have a child anytime soon if ever and uh so like that's not a thing but holy sh- and i think part of the reason why is like am i ever gonna be like mentally ready for something like i'm that guy who's like Nope, I didn't bring my laptop to work today. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I'm like, yes. they're like, oh, yeah. the one thing you need at your fucking job. And I'm like, yeah, does anyone have a computer? <laughs> it's like, I yeah. have an extra computer. It's like, yeah. I'll open Google Docs on my phone. I'll be helpful. It's like, no, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. I also like get really caught up in like whatever I'm thinking of and like my physical like actions won't reflect. Like I uh, recently was like holding a t shirt that I wanted to like toss on my bed and a glass of water that I oh, was yes. drinking and I wasn't thinking and I just threw a glass <laughs> of water at my bed and I was like, oh my God, wrong hand. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to kill a kid. Like, <laughs> it would be very easy. Oh my God, a kid. Yeah. A kid And I guess car. it's like, I know that I'm not going to intentionally hurt a child or you know what I mean? Like, right. I know right. that like the things that are right. within my control, I feel very confident about. Turning around and seeing like your kid like slip off a cliff or even you know I mean? like suddenly you're at the beach and you turn around like just that moment of like a very normal day suddenly is like, oh, I can never go home. Like it's like, oh, I, I have to go to jail forever now just to like get away from this moment. You know, I, I've been yeah. at the beach when um, a mom comes up and says my multiple times this has happened. Horrifying. I was uh, my son was swimming and now I can't find him. And if that's Jesus. If, uh, Jones Beach State mm-hmm. State Beach Protocol, at least, you know, 10 years, uh, 15 years ago was. 10 yeah. years ago I fucking wish 15 years ago <laughs> that's that, uh, moment, that moment right there I was like oh my god even 15 years ago is a stretch because technically I worked there in 2000 through 2005 yeah. oh my oh, god, god. Uh, and I talk about it way too much that's all I have yeah uh, but uh, 
the protocol <laughs> is you have to start looking for the body. Like it's like a, a submerged swimmer <sighs> oh. is what it's called. 99.9999% of the time, it's like, of course, the kid just ran off in a different direction. Yeah. And right. he's just buying chips somewhere. Right, exactly. Yeah, and I didn't tell anyone. The mom is, or the parent, uh, is having such a meltdown that the energy yeah. hits you so fucking hard yeah. in that moment. Oh, God. And they're telling, they're apologizing to you, to the lifeguard. They're oh going, God. I'm not even like this normally. I'm always, been. and I'm like, Fucking and I'm like, clear. No. Like, you blow five whistles, clear the beach. Everyone joins. Like all the uh, lifeguards start driving down oh. from other beaches, and then 99.9 percent .9 of the time, you don't find a kid. And then when you go to look for the mom, you don't find the mom either because she realized what's happening, or her kid comes back with like an ice cream cone. Is like, look what I yeah. found, and she's like, get in the fucking car. Like everyone's yeah, looking for you. I cannot go over. And like that feeling, I just, I when you described being at lunch and remembering the kid in the car, like. That yeah, idea no. of like when like Tiffany like every once in a while and it's a dog we are living in an apartment he can't be she'd be like is Arthur with you I'll be like no and then all of a sudden it's a huge panic and it's like he's in oh, God. he's in eight hundred square feet of this like right. we'll find he's him in a somewhere. minute yeah yeah <laughs> like if we open a treat jar he'll come sprinting for you so it's like don't but that split second where you're like. My responsibility is to protect him, and he's gone. Like, like that yeah. feeling. Yes. Oh. oh, it's so intense. Oh, yeah. Oh, that hit me so. It's even yeah. just like, hey, aren't you supposed to be watching? And like, or like, uh, and you're Ooh. just that feeling of like, I'm doing the wrong thing in the wrong time. And then it, the yeah. thing is, I'm not watching a child. That's an extra layer. Yeah. Mm. Well, thanks for letting me uh, put that on you guys. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad yeah. that now we have that fear. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Everyone should. I don't even have a kid. <laughs> and it, um, it does get hit super hard when it does happen. Like, it's like this crazy yeah. ass thing. And I, it's so hard to have sympathy for someone in that moment. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like, this is where the Gabrus brain that I usually have would be like, like, just imagine, like, what sh that person, the mom or the dad, yes. is going through. Like, just imagine how hard we should not be hard on them. Like, yes, I, they are living with that guilt for the rest of them. Uh, yes. Oh, oh. I, oh. I've gotten really new agey in, like, the last, in the pandemic and have been saying a lot to people being like, well, just imagine, like, what, what they're going through. Like, they're as yeah. stressed as we are, yeah. if not more. And, like, that's right. all I keep saying. And it's really, and, like, that's what's called empathy and it I'm, a, yes. I'm bummed that it took me to be like 38 to like start having that vibe but it really has in like the last few months me just going like someone is driving like an asshole I'm like well who knows like they're on speakerphone with their mom that they haven't seen in 18 right. months like I'm like alright right. like uh, let me just relax yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I try and do a lot of the like you don't know what that person's day has been right. like and just God, kind of God. and like from years of working in retail like I was always like on the verge of tears every single day at every job I've ever had because I was like this is my nightmare because uh, I don't like interacting with people in that way um, and like people would be like what a bitch and I'm like mm, but I didn't get into grad school today like it would just yeah. be like a fucking crisis um wait we're all the same age I don't have this irrational fear anymore but in the 90s were you guys afraid of spontaneous combustion in Ooh. the same way that I was because I feel like it was briefly a thing yeah like that was newsy. It I was like on a lot, yeah. and it would be in it would be in shows. Yeah, like, like, unsolved be like the X Files. Yeah. Or, yeah, unsolved mysteries. I feel and like, like spontaneous combustion is to the nineties as quicksand was to like the seventies yes. and eighties. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's like it's, absolutely. It's in media enough that you're like, this is a common occurrence. And then when you're like, <laughs> I've actually <laughs> never seen. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, that's like not real. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Yeah, I don't remember being afraid, but I do remember being talked about as like, oh, a thing that's like, you know, we're always going to be discussing this, this phenomenon. Yes. Also, what is it? I'm like, I just Googled it. I'm like, is it real? <laughs> I don't think so. I, yeah, I don't understand how. I don't think that people mysteriously burst into flames. I, right. don't think I think there's always something. like, there's probably a justification. I, right, I there's, mean, there's always a cigarette some, or something. And right, they're, and they're, they're covered in gasoline or yeah. Well, how, how much did you hear about like, uh, like, I mean, this is more modern, but like Manchester by the sea, but like those things of like small minor mistakes that anyone yes. can make that like wipe yeah. out your family yes. or like all of your yeah. goods or whatever. Yes. Oh my God. Like, there's that Long Island family, you know what I'm talking about, where it's like uh, the mother survived, her children and both of her parents died. And it's because I think like the grandfather took, um, like he was throwing away ashes from a fire and, put and them threw in. them away and they blew onto the house or something like that happened and the whole place caught on fire. And it was just oh like, God. he just didn't know or he hadn't noticed they were still burning. And that yeah. was it. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it was Connecticut. Was it possibly Connecticut, not Long Island? Um, sure, Gabrus. If that makes you feel better. <laughs> oh no. no! I mean, Long Island is tarnished, but it's not because a family died there. It's because democracy <laughs> died there. <laughs> hey yo! Well, I'll look it up. Uh, thirty minutes uh, and thirty years behind New York City. <laughs> oh, for life. <laughs> uh, that yeah, shit like that. Like this is such a minor thing, but me and my brother got in huge trouble when we were kids. Like this is like. Uh, kind of indicative of how obsessed with food slash poor my family was growing up. We got a Costco or BJ's uh, card from a friend. BJ's. And my mom went and got like a ton of frozen stuff and was like, we had the card for this. We borrowed it from Aunt uh, Maria so we can go. And we got like $800 worth of food, but it's going to last us like all summer or whatever. And it was like, and my brother and I went down there and got like something out of the freezer and didn't close it. And everything, oh, no. yeah. and everything went bad in there. Oh, and no. We, we heard about it. Like, and like even the extra freezer was like this new thing my family was doing to like try to right. sell. And it was like this big quote unquote investment. Like my uncle dropped it off from like he stole it from a fucking, you know, <laughs> deli he worked at or whatever, some sketchy Long Island bullshit. But, uh, and the amount of trouble we got in, like, and in hindsight, like, that you have two kids in your house. It's like, yeah, we were fucking around with the fireplace and we left the gas on. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, we right. we used to do the most dangerous shit. We just didn't have, right. like, we didn't have the means to do something. Like, if we had a fireplace, shit could have hit yeah, the oh, fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, also, right, it wasn't it wasn't Connecticut. So I wanna I wanna give you credit there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> plenty of shit to hate about Long Island. <laughs> yeah, but not that specific tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is funny, like how I don't know why, like I don't know the senators of New York or Long Island, but I know like or uh, New York or Connecticut, but I do know. <laughs> nope, sorry, that tragedy you're trying to discuss is actually and, across a state line, and also why correct it? Like it has no. <laughs> <laughs> and bearing on the story but I was like if it was Long Island I would know about it bro <laughs> man you were right uh, here's something that stems from being a hanging out in pools being a pool lifeguard and the movie Shakespeare in Love I have an irrational Ooh, okay. and, I, and I briefly commented on it earlier I have an irrational fear of someone falling and hitting their chin on something yes like because yes. I saw I, I seen it a few times. Like we saw it in like a lifeguard training video. Someone like bounce on the yes, diving board. I remember watching and, something like and that. that. And it's like someone catches it and you're just like, nope, yeah, ex- it's over. And like they bit their tongue off or sh- some shit like that. Yeah. Oh, no. And so when kids jump off the diving board backwards, which is something like, you know, which is like 
getting up to oh. level triple A fear, like of like, I can right, jump yeah. off the diving board. Yeah. Now I'm gonna start jumping backwards before I start diving or somersaulting or whatever. They jump yeah. off backwards. I'm always like, and they, it's so hard. And then, ah! yeah. And in Shakespeare in Love, there's a scene where they're like acting on stage. And I think it's Affleck <laughs> is like walking backwards off the stage in the scene and steps off the stage and like hits his chin. And it's so, oh, no. it's, it's so visceral and real looking. It's great stunt, you know? But like when you were a kid, you used to be like, Oh, and like hit the yeah. desk and like, but it worked on me so much that I've seen that movie once when it came out, and that is the only thing I remember <laughs> Damn. from it. Yeah, and so like kids bouncing on dime boards, people like standing like on something where there's a ledge anywhere. I'm irrationally yes. afraid that wow, that's I, a good one. They're gonna fall, hit their chin, and I'm gonna be like, think lights out, tongue bite off, yeah, yeah. shatter their teeth, whatever. Like, oh, whatever version <laughs> oh. of that. Yeah, that's like where my brain is at. If anyone's Damn. standing on a ledge, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah i feel like i have sort of i think maybe this is the 90s thing too similar to that was um sort of the idea that, like if you got to a fight and punch someone they could accidentally die like either by hitting their head or like you punch yes. them the wrong way or whatever and of course that makes me think of con air because i believe that's the premise of it he gets to a bar yes. fight and uh, because I, he has ranger training, guy. it's considered yes. uh, it's all yeah, with a deadly, a deadly weapon. weapon. Oh my god! Yes. Poor Cameron Poe is sent to jail. <laughs> okay, it's a good movie. It's a phenomenal movie. I always talk about this. I was telling Dave about this. Like he told him a billion times. But I remember uh, a couple years ago, I was at my brother's house for Christmas, and we I had like screeners, you know. And um, yeah. I was like, oh, let's watch like like Christmassy, and we were like something fun. And so we put on La La Land, and we watched the opening number in dead silence. And then my other brother says, can we watch Con Air? And we watched Con Air. <laughs> I had a blast. We're all like, yes. Yeah, that's objectively so a better movie. Put I mean, I'll, I'll never know. I haven't down. seen it. Put the bunny down. I cried yeah. like when they when the song comes on and yeah, he the Leanne Rhyme song. Again. Yeah. I'm like, how do I live? Yeah. I, I recently rewatched that movie and like the entire John Cusack subplot, you're like, I can't believe I never remembered this part. Like watching yeah. this. It's so weird. There's so much to it too. It's like the stealing of the car of the dickhead. I like yes. all that shit. It's oh like, yeah. I forgot about all that. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um yeah, Steve Buscemi being like a Hannibal Lecter style like freak. Yeah, and it's like playing <laughs> for like comedy. Having, I drove through through yeah, states having, with her face as a hat or whatever, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. and it's like and he has cute. like that tea party with that little girl, <laughs> oh. and you're like, what happens to her? I and know then she's fine. That's that that was horrifying. And <laughs> yeah, why did they do that? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, great film. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, I had a screener of Con Air. <laughs> I was like, how long have you been a writer, wish. Hallie? <laughs> also, I'm the fact that, that the concept of that being a screener movie is so For funny. your consideration. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, they're just going to Cyrus the Virus for Best Supporting. <laughs> they're going to have to at this point if yeah. you know, they can't Unhinged is going to be a Golden Globe nominee, uh, unquestionably. I, I want to like, like, <laughs> get a movie out ASAP. Like, just put it in the running. I know. You'll win something. <laughs> Uh, here I have. What about? Sorry. What about all the true crime stuff? Is that okay. fi- is that? Do we file that under irrational? Like to me, I, and this is male privilege. This is giant three hundred pound. Thank you for acknowledging. This Thank is you. six Thank foot you. two, three hundred pound male privilege, which allows me to mm-hmm. jog at night uh, and also not open the shower curtain when I come home from being away. But that's something oh, I yeah. now my, I do my wife does that. My wife. Has her keys out when she walks to the car, like all the murderino shit, all mm-hmm. the fu- all that shit. She does it all, and 
do you think there's an element? I mean, obviously it's shit that happens, but do you think there's an element of like so much coverage of it, like the baby in a car that like where maybe, and there's nothing wrong with being cautious all the time, but are mm-hmm. we overreacting to something that isn't as big of a, like, th- does that make sense? Like uh, yes. my, my wife, yeah, yeah. I think like, so. I know, I know people yeah. who will have like a couple of drinks and drive, but will right. walk with their keys between their fingers or like right, shine yeah. a flashlight right. on their car as they work up. Right. And I'm it's like, like you're way more likely to crash your car drunk right. than you are to get yeah. murdered by a random person. Yeah, right. and like realistically, I mean, this is morbid. And I think it's like a true crime, like what we were talking about sort of like, I feel like now like people are more aware of like the police are not always a reliable source or like but what we take as the facts of a historic case it might be wrong, you know, and sort of I think before, like, uh, like as we grew up, it was sort of like, oh, if this is like a mysterious or like a crazy true crime story, we're the facts that we were being presented, we accept it as true. And now we're sort of realizing, like, maybe they were true. Maybe they're based on faulty science, yeah. like even stuff like blood splatter or whatever. So I do right. think that the, it is overblown. There aren't not that there the murder. Each murder, it takes a life, obviously. But like in terms of like the average person. Being in that situation is very unlikely. And then honestly, my white female privileges, if I'm going to be murdered, it's going to be by my husband or domestic yeah. partner, which is like, <laughs> right. that's, yeah, yeah. and that's the thing about like QAnon too, where it's like, yes, are there very wealthy, like people like Jeffrey Epstein? Absolutely. Most people are molested by people or, or abused by people they know, either family members yeah. or people close to the family. And that's, that's the thing we don't want to address. So I do agree. Like, I, I think, I think this week somebody published an article where it's like true crime cannot be as privileged and white as it has been. And I think the reason it has been privileged and white is that as white people, we accept the narrative, have accepted the narratives that police have presented us. Whereas other people are like, you can't trust that these facts are real. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's part, I completely agree. It's overblown. And, and more than that, it's like the, the, the detail, we like the, the age of accepting a police narrative or that these are the five facts that we absolutely know is just over. Because now we yeah. realize, even if it was unintentional or incompetence or, or a mix-up or something, innocent people go to jail all the time, murderers get away with it and keep on going for a lot yeah. of different reasons. So, I, yeah, I agree with that. Even when I was 25 and my friends who had become cops, I knew were, like, not the brightest or nicest or coolest people. And I was, like, mm-hmm. still not disillusioned or disenfranchised by the cops again this is white privilege i was just like man yeah. some of them could be pretty dumb but i trust that the guys at the top are fucking tight well right. you know nice detectives who are smart and uh think about it you know and it's like oh wait no and then it in the last few years you're like oh right yeah no that's not <laughs> like we we were as we said, we're the same age. Like we grew up where it's like, if anything is going wrong, you talk to a cop. It's like, what if the cops are doing stuff wrong? It's like, no, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. They're just like you. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm a piece of shit. It's like, (laughs) I'm a piece of shit who doesn't want to hold a gun for a living. Like I get like, yeah. uh, Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. Oh, sorry. sorry. I had heard like somewhere, someone threw out the theory that uh, for the uh, true crime stuff is also like, a safe place for women and people who are fans of it to share their fears and hear that they're not alone in like the irrational fear of someone waiting in the shower. And I think like for some people like my wife watching the videos of spiders, there's some part of uh, people I think that listen to that and are like, okay, good. Yeah. I am right to look under the bed. That shit can happen, you know? And yeah. And I think if it makes people feel better, then that's great. But I'm worried about the amount of, and like, 
uh, I'm just a fucking <laughs> guy hosting a podcast saying like the one of the most successful podcasts in the world like <laughs> that genre might be affecting us negatively. You know what I mean? That's how yeah. I kind of feel like talking about any like one specific incident this much really like lets people believe it's bigger than it really is. Yeah. yeah. And I think like uh, that a lot of that has to do with like how we talk about it. I think you're right. Like we should talk about how like these things are outliers and also just sort of I, I don't know. I feel like you can't really control the whole genre yet. But I guess like more and more true crime is sort of having those conversations. Yeah. I think I think you're right. And I think, I think, you're think right that too. that's yeah. that's so. Yeah. yeah. So like I think it is soothing to people. But to talk about these fears, but at the same time, like you also in the genre have to be like here's where these fears are from. Like here's right. the society in which people cultivate fear. And also, I don't know. Okay. Not to, I don't know who, what advertisers you have on your podcast, but one thing that I've noticed is that a lot of podcasts that I listen to have like um, home security ads. I believe that's uh, to your point. I believe the idea that pe- most normal people need to have home security systems is not real. And in order yeah. to sell them, they have to prey on people's fears about home invasion, which does happen, but is an extremely rare occurrence. And so it's like, I'm not going to tell people they shouldn't have a home alarm, especially if like, you know what I mean? There are different circumstances that people have experienced in their life. Go ahead and get it. But there is something where it's like, in order to sell certain things, you have to provoke people's innate fears. I think if you're going to do that, then we also have to have a lot of stuff like questioning, well, why are we afraid of these people, of these things happening? What happens when they do happen? How do the police actually respond to it? Which hopefully people will continue to do. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. We have this conversation a lot in my house because uh, we have uh, an alarm system in our apartment mm-hmm. um, and uh, where we own like the most expensive thing I own. I'm talking to you on like the most expensive thing in our house. <laughs> yes. We lease our cars like the, and like this is literally <laughs> the most expensive thing I own is a 2012 uh, iMac. And, <laughs> but we have, we have uh, home security and we've been paying X amount of dollars a month, and that X is not low. And mm-hmm. uh, we've only, it's only gone off like three or four times when we weren't home. And every time it's the cops are called and nothing is wrong, it's a wind or it's some, something happened, someone jiggled the window right. or whatever, maybe. Um, and it costs us $200 uh, because if the police are called to your house, you, you are charged a fee. What? That's yeah. a, that see that's crazy. That's yeah. That's like yeah. So, so to me. Wait, who's who charges you the fee? The security system? I think the cops charge the security system. The security system oh. charges us. Or uh, what a fucking racket! What a racket! And I know. And like I'm like, oh, that's weird. And it's like I guess it makes sense if you get a lot of false calls. But now if these right. if these security companies are getting lots of false calls, right? Then it's like yeah, weirdly right. like judging up the money. And that's a really good point. Like who, who's to say why those alarms went off? And this is very fucked up. This is like an aggressive Mm. fucked up stance, but this is what I always say to uh, my wife, which I I think is logic, but I think doesn't help her feel better. I'm like, if someone wants to break into this house, yeah, ADT is not going to stop. Like, it's like when my wife is like, make sure this window is shut. I'm worried about these windows. We should make sure we put this over here. I'm like, babe, if someone really wants to get into our apartment built in the 1960s, like they are going to fucking 
get it. Like if someone yes. gets into this apartment, we're in a whole new Harry situation. Like don't like, right, yeah. Yeah. And on top of it, there'll be an alarm, really loud alarm going off. Yeah, yeah. They attack us. That's all I can. I'm always, <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always just like, we're fucked. If someone's in here, it's like, like, you know, like, right. she's like, well, we need to have a gun or we need to have some. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Like by the time someone gets in here, like we're past gun and stuff. We're like climbing out the window. Right. We're like terrified, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm not saying like to not have that, but I do feel like it is, it, it's to resolve the emotion, the anxiety of a, potential home invasion rather than to actually prevent, prevent or, or stop yes. in the middle of if something yeah. were to yes. genuinely happen. Yeah. Like a, yes. uh, Adam ruins everything did an episode about like the TSA and he called it, uh, and I'm sure this is not his term, but I saw it referred to as security theater where it just lets mm -hmm. you feel safe by going through security and scanning your body. But he's like, but that explains how little stuff it actually catches and all this stuff yeah. and all the, yeah. and all the TSA and all the shit you have to do. And it's like, Oh, and that, I feel like ADT, home security, deadbolts, like a lot of this stuff is just like, you know, make right. you feel better, pay money to feel safer, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like the sanitation theater that's going on now. Like everywhere has like a million Clorox wipes and sanitizer. And it's like, that's not even how we get it. We know that's not how we get coronavirus. And like everybody's like, but they used bleach on the floor of the subway. And it's like, yeah, but then someone coughed in my mouth. Right, so, right, right, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, it's just not... Like, it's just all to make you feel safer because it looks safer. Yeah. Like, and I mean, that's ooh. ostensibly what, like, the police are, right? Like, uh, to a degree, yeah. part yeah. of their job is to be like, we stand here in Times Square with guns. We're at, uh, we're in, uh, Grand I mean, especially in, like, early 2000s New York, it would be like, well, yeah. previously on yeah. the Long Island Railroad, there wasn't two guys with machine guns waiting in front of Roses, Pizza, and Pasta. Now, there right. is. And now, now there yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> and, now, and it's like, and that's, like, if a terrorist is like gonna blow up a, a subway station, like a subway train. It's not like two guys with machine guns are gonna be able to stop that. But there is right, an element right, of yeah. like, oh, I feel people, I, I don't, cause I'm, you know, a lefty anti cop freak. <laughs> but like, I understand for a lot of people that they feel safer knowing a cop with a gun is standing. Like, that's right. And like, that's Crazy. like that weird thing of like, that we're, we're paying so much money or so much resources are so much brain like ram brain space to this yeah. thing of ju just to make ourselves feel safer as we go about life which is yeah arguably maybe worth it like you just look at the finance like hey for 58 dollars a month adt makes me feel like i can sleep at night like and right, I, right. I get that and like i think you know people just want like if someone touches their doorknob for it to go off so like they know someone touched their doorknob or whatever right yeah yeah no, I think you're right. It's it's sort of like how do we negotiate like our fear of the unknown or things that'll possibly happen with like not letting that fear affect how we allow society be to be put together with the like it's like we have to talk about like if there are now a bunch of cops, what does that mean for the people who live, you know, in that community or or are right, unhomed right. or right. whatever? You know, like yeah, like for everything that we it's like there's is a trade-off for everything, you know. With regards to uh, assuaging our own anxiety, especially as white people, right. yeah. Well, Again, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying get rid of your home security. Do what you want to do, right. but you know. But like what you're saying too is like you know my mom is like it's it, it felt really nice. There was a cop standing outside the high school as the kids went back to school, and it's like yeah, but that like Ugh. you know something to that be like that way I know the kids are safe or whatever would be like 
I'm not necessarily, my mom didn't say something, but stuff like that is like right, old right. white people shit of like, well, that's good. Then you know everyone's safe. It's like, well, I bet, right. I guarantee 40. Not everyone. Yeah, not everyone. I guarantee a large <laughs> swath of that population feels unsafe with the presence of a police officer, which is something right. you eventually have to learn where you're like, yeah. Uh, like, and yeah. you meaning the us, us, the, the white yeah. world people, white privileged people who are like, uh, I never felt unsafe. But I never liked cops because I was just a punk kid. But I never felt right. I never felt in danger like at, with yeah. cops around as I got older. But now recently, I'm like, oh, they, they fuck these guys. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like Yuck. it's got a whole new weird vibe to it where you're like, um, you're just like learning a lot of the stuff, like, uh, you know, the government, like sh- all the shit you thought right. was like just there to protect you. This is a dumb. This is a d- yeah, exactly. This is like a dumb analogy. But this is an analogy I gave recently, and I'll just, I don't know if it was on this podcast or not, but I feel like I can relate to society, and this is so, obviously, you know, myopic and just through my point of view, but, like, it reminds me of being, like, 10 years old and being able to fall asleep in the car while my mom was driving. Then you get to be 14, and you're like... I think my mom is like bad at driving. Like, this is yes. like, oh, why am like my neck hurt? Like she's slamming on the brakes. She's driving super fast. Like she's like, we've been in like, she's like dinged a car in the parking lot with me, you know? And like all this stuff. And you're like, oh, and then eventually you get to be like 17 and you're like, I kind of would, I, now I can drive. I see, right. I understand the road. I should them. drive. I should be driving. And then you get to be 25 and you go home and you go, give me the fucking keys, Joanne. Like you're in shotgun. Like, and I, <laughs> yes. I relate that to like the, to like society just being like, yeah, I don't know. I feel safe. And then you're all of a sudden you're like, Hey, didn't we miss this turn? Like five times. You're like, Oh no. Do I have to like be aware of yeah. what's going on? Because yes. I have to be a part of this. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. I have a responsibility. Yeah, it's like, the yeah. Eight, yeah. Like the eighth <gasps> sandwich in a row that gets hair in it. And you're like, okay, I guess I got to stand next to the guy when he makes it and just be like <laughs> yeah. hey uh, don't put the hair in it like that no yeah. no no leave the hair yeah, out I thought yeah. you could just handle out. that on your own like make that decision on your own but no yeah. so, but you can so, na- so now I gotta fucking send Ed Markey money like like now that's right, what I'm yeah. doing now, now I'm like this guy who like up until like five like you know the fir- first person I voted for was Obama and now I'm like all of a sudden I'm like well hey let's talk about this Massachusetts Senate race <laughs> like what? yeah, yeah. yeah you're, down, you're down ticket and all <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah. I have to like now, and it feels insane, but like it feel. do I have to start opening the shower curtain? Like what other proactive things do I have to do to assuage my anxiety? And yes. it's like, right. what else does that mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> ending, ending <laughs> a fucking random story, like <laughs> a random story that has like 11 <laughs> tangents in it with, well, what else could that possibly mean? AKA a question. <laughs> and it's like, both of you are like, there's not even an answer to this. And I lay it out like, and like thoughts, question. I'm just more or less a Venice bodybuilder posting QAnon shit at this point. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I do think it's sort of like, like it's sort of like people like there's this idea of like, oh, your fear or like the gift of fear or like having fear means like you have an intuition about the world or like you should use you, your fear has meaning. Right. And then I think now we live in the in the time where it's like, well, white people are afraid of black people in a way that like most of them are not aware of or, or would be willing to question. Right. So it's like yeah. if a police officer feels afraid, that is that is not like an objective reality that we should then and that you know and and people have been talking about like qualified immunity for police officers and it's like, yeah, a police officer's feeling about 
black people or, or any uh, homeless people, mentally ill people should not be what dictates what, whether whether or not if they murder them, that's a crime. Right. But that yeah. is sort of the basis of, of those decisions is like, well, I would feel scared if like a jury, like I would feel scared if I was in that situation. It's like, well, yeah, but you are just like everybody else. Like yeah, that fear right. is, is not a, a logical reason to say, well, then we get it and they're allowed to stay on the job, you know? Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I think it's questioning why we're afraid and then being willing to be like, I'm just going to have to be afraid. And then we'll until we get through to another part of society where I'm able to handle my fear in a different way. Or I need to get off the police force, right? Yeah, and, it's like and get another job. It's if you're only comfortable engaging with someone of a different race or a different class, uh, if you're only comfortable because you feel safe because you have a gun on your hip, yeah, then like I don't yeah. know if that's the job for you. Like to be yeah. out, then maybe yeah. you shouldn't have a gun, right? Right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's like, and I get it if you're like, I don't know, I'm too scared to, to go there without a gun. It's like fair. But a lot of people live there who don't have guns. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean? Right. And if you're only, right. if you could only go there with a gun, I don't think you should go there. <laughs> you know, like, yes. yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, I, exactly. It, it and uh, th- we're getting into fucking uh, darker fear territory here, but yeah. it's, uh, it's, uh, and like for people to not, un- like, for them, for cops to not understand the fear of them. Like, why wouldn't yes. people be afraid yes, of you? Yes, they seem yeah. to be like, oh, can you believe they're saying this about us? I was like, you, right. they, they, whoever is giving you training is doing a terrible job. Because for day one of training, it'd be like, here are all the things that have happened that people are going to be questioning cops about and th- that are reasonable. Here are all the fucked up things that happened. Like, the idea that cops should be like, oh, can you believe all these mean things people are saying? Yeah. It's like, yes, of course. Like, who, like, it must be such an insular culture or like community where they genuinely yeah. aren't hearing people come in and be like five these are the five things that happened in the last six months that right. are going to make people on the street where you work be afraid of you F- you know fabio got hit in the head with a seagull once <laughs> on a roller coaster and we all like if you say fabio that's what you think about yes, and I that, was, sure. once, I like eight, that yes. was like once yes. eight years ago yes. all you can yes. think about is that when you say fabio like it's so a cop is like i don't know why people are afraid of me it's not like nationwide this has been happening for however long yeah like forever to not understand that is like yeah it's like oh you don't understand why you like an amateur mma fighter with full sleeve tattoos and a gun and fucking sunglasses on isn't scary then i don't understand like yeah i don't then you're then what's wrong with you like yes (laughs) yeah right something has gone now i fear people who don't fear the cops yes like those people are now scary to me right because what do they know what do they have like who are they i'm like what's your life that like this is good for you like what have you been up to what have they protected you from and like covered your ass for yeah the rational fear of police officers yes that's good and if you if you want to make any argument like for cops are like why are you afraid it's people are allowed to be afraid of guns. Like, you know, yes. you're like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm afraid of all guns. I'm a, yes. All of them. I, <laughs> I will not, I'll be the first one to admit I have an action movie fan. I love movies. I love guns of guns. And mo- I think the people who should have guns are in movies and overseas defending <laughs> our uh, democracy, whatever. Those are the only people that get guns in my book. Yeah. Uh, and even that, uh, like, let's have less people overseas uh, defending our democracy. I, yeah. But I, yeah. I, I'm not going to get into foreign policy on the Irrational Fears episode. <laughs> but it's like, I'm afraid yeah. of guns. Like, how crazy is that to be? It's like, I'm in a car. Two people with guns are walking up to the window. That's 
absolutely horrifying. And if you're supposed to tell me, don't worry, they're cops, they have uniforms on, it's like, that doesn't make it less scary. Yeah, the outfit isn't what's <laughs> right, scary. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Like protecting me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The outfit will only protect them after they've killed yes, me. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's fucking crazy. Uh, let's leave this with like, uh, what, what what about a fear we've gotten over? Has there been a fear, Ooh. any of you, that you're like, now I can actually handle this? Um, uh, flying. I used to be very afraid, never to the point where I couldn't get on a plane, but um, there was a couple years, I think my anxiety was just really bad, and then I, I can't remember if I maybe hadn't started therapy yet or something, like, I was sort of in flux or whatever, and there was a couple years where, like, uh, the entire time on a flight, I was, like, negotiating with God, you know, sort of like, well, the plane can go down if it needs to, but, you know, sort of yeah. be like trying to figure out. Yeah. Um, none of them went down. And then I think just like I got a better handle on my anxiety in general. So now I'm fine on a plane. Like it's just my anxiety is a yeah. different thing. I'm, I think of like anxiety is like a spotlight. And I think that's true yeah. culturally and societally too, where it's like, what is the, where does right. the spotlight, where do we direct the spotlight of our anxiety? And for me, the spotlight is like, Healthcare and you know, like the 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 climate right. change. Like it's on these larger things which are more terrifying. I, I but, will say to keep uh, your you analogy know. going, spotlight, I, I feel like maybe someone threw the house lights on in like twenty eighteen yeah. and, and it's like, like yeah. oh no. <laughs> All my anxieties are here. And it's like, <laughs> Everything around breast, us is terrifying. Yeah, it's like yeah. oh no, right in the front row is global warming. <laughs> you know, it's like, this oh, is God. your life, Hallie Kiefer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like cats where like I have to like go out to the crowd and like <laughs> crawl over people. All of your irrational fears of the light shining on oh that that's one of those that's one of those big ones and like you weren't too afraid to do it but it took so much mental energy and like yes. flying like yeah all you thought about leading up to it was the flight all exactly. you thought about yeah, like getting there the day i wouldn't be able to sleep the night before like and and also it's one of those things i think it is because it's so out of your control where it's like if the plane's going down then there's something I could do, but that does not take the edge off. Right. If anything, to no, me, that makes not. it much worse. Worse. Uh, yeah. 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 Lack of control is tough. Well, yeah. I, there's that level of like where lack of control is tough, but then there's also that self-awareness of like, I would actually blow this. So it's maybe yeah. like, who knows yeah. who this pilot is, but I would definitely blow it if I was in charge. So oh, yeah. I'll just yeah. trust this faceless man or woman. That's in the true. Booth. Yeah. That's a very good point. Uh, but once you, I don't, oh, sorry, real quick, Hallie, did, once oh, you ahead. started flying, did you feel like, cause there is that thing of like, just do it. If, like after you flew a couple of times, you, it did like knock down your yeah. anxiety about yeah, it. I right? think if I had stopped, yeah. If I had leaned into my anxiety, cause I have anxiety about so many yeah. things, but it's like, most of them are things where it's like, well, I have to do that. So I just have to do it. And flying as an example of like, I, I, yeah. my fear was not so great. And I also really hated the idea that I was going to limit my life by, you know, and also I went to a hypnotist one time and I don't think it did anything. But I, I kind of believe I believe in hypnotism. It just didn't do anything for me. But I think like by continuing to do it, it definitely it, it. I think it helped. And even if it didn't help, I'm glad that I did. You know, even if it was uncomfortable, because yeah, once you let anxiety dominate or like control your behavior, it's only going to reaffirm that behavior. Like it's, it, I would only be then more and more convinced that flying is dangerous, and it would be like this whole. I just know myself that, and, and everyone's anxiety. Where it's like. It would have been impossible then. I would have gone years, and then if I had to get on a plane, it would have been so much worse. It would have calcified harder and harder and harder. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I... Yeah, that's like where I get that brain power of like, all right, well, you know what? I just have to do it, because then it won't be as scary. And like, that's... I mean, it's not necessarily uh, psychologically... it's uh, not just like psychologically sound for me to be like, uh, just power through and do it, blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, 
but let's let's uh, <laughs> let's wrap it let's wrap it up real quick. Uh, we might as well. We I didn't realize how long we've been going because I am ex- uh, excited to scream. I can do this all yeah, day. Honestly, it's Turns so easy. Out we're afraid of a lot of shit, but bef- yeah, <laughs> I'm afraid of yeah uh, everything. Um, I think that I've actually been accumulating more okay. like specific fears. Like I used to be way better about flying, and in my as I get older, I'm having more and more trouble with it. Like I'm more of a nervous flyer. I, I wanted to also address that at some point. In that the the math is as you get more informed. Like when you're a kid, you're yeah. ju- yes. you're jumping off a cliff, and then when you get yeah, older, you don't you're know like any better. I could snap my neck, and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah. I, I never did it again. Like I never. Yeah. Flew. yeah. Like as a kid, I was like into like roller coasters and like rides, and now I'm like, you couldn't pay me to go on one. Uh, yeah. Like absolutely yeah. not. I'm not. Inter- I'm like my back would go out. It's definitely <laughs> poorly maintained. Like oh, like I just know. Like as I get older and accumulate knowledge, I am only doing less things and like more afraid of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> which great, <laughs> wonderful. It's going to eventually just be home with the door shut and the windows locked and all everything. I'll be like, I'm safe here. <laughs> yeah. Finally, um, yeah, this is fine. And it's like now that's what I'm doing. I don't leave my house. <laughs> right, we're doing it now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why, don't, great. why don't you guys tell the shitheads a little bit about ruined? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we have a horror movie podcast. It's a horror movie comedy podcast. Uh, and basically, yes. I love horror movies. Allison hates them. Hates. And I, I don't want to say I get off in a sexual way, but I get off <laughs> in a, a spiritual and emotional way, telling her the plots of these movies and really just try to scare her with them and, and torture her. And then sort of we, you know, we riff on, um, you know, sort of the elements that she thinks are scary. And then at the end. Yes. Allison gives her her take on the film based on how I've told yep. it, That's basically. And, like, this all stems from the fact that even though I hate horror movies, I always want to know what happens in them. Like, right. at first I thought it was, like, culturally, like, I want to be able to talk about it with everybody. But I was like, no, I just, like, I see a trailer and I'm like, I need to know how that wraps up and, like, what was the twist and, like, who, like what happened. It kind of like, takes away the movie's power over you, too, is if you're like, yes. well, well, who cares? Hereditary is just about the demon or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, right. like if, you, yeah. if you're able to, like... Like then that movie doesn't hold has no hold over you anymore because now yeah. you're like right. well I know the premise I, I I can never watch it but I know the premise no yeah. never 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 <laughs> so I think it's definitely for people who like are afraid of horror movies or afraid of horror like I just don't know if I have it in me and then also I feel like it's for people like me where it's like I listen to and watch people talk about movies I've seen a million times like Same. I watch YouTube videos I listen to podcasts about movies. I just love hearing those stories retold. So I think for me, that was also part of it is like, I just like that. I, I, you know, I might've seen a movie five times. I love rewatching things. You know, I'm not saying I'm a spoiler truther. I just mean like, I think that there is, there's something there for everybody. Even if you've already seen these movies that I think you'll, you'll enjoy. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, you guys are fucking hysterical first of all. So that's all. (laughs) That's not enough enough of a reason to listen to a comedy podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It should yeah. be, but for a lot of people, I got to dress it up with like twenty five. Yeah, it's like it's called high and mighty, and sometimes they get high. But it's like no, it's just like it's funny people talking. Just like people yeah, just, talking. Right, we're just hanging out. Yeah, we're just hanging out, shooting the shit. Uh, that's yeah. Oh uh, yeah, our first yeah first three episodes drop August twenty fifth. So so they're out already. Yeah. Yeah, 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 guys, please, yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah, subscribe, rate, listen, and get over there. It's ruined. Uh, and where are you guys on social media? If my uh, listeners want to follow you there, do you have like? A ruined Twitter or your own personal Twitters? I know you do. I the answer to that. Question. We have personal Twitters, uh, and it's I'm on I'm at Allison Libby on Twitter and Instagram personally, yeah. and then on Instagram we're at Ruined Podcast. Hell yeah! Uh, and 
Twitter is going to also be that, yeah, but TBD. We're in a little bit of a Twitter jail. It's like, yeah, like we're, the account has been locked for reasons Twitter has, we don't know. If they, they thought we were, yeah, who knows what they thought was going on. But yeah, I'm at Hallie Kiefer. And yeah, follow either of us. We'll post about it. We'll also post yeah. the movies. We're going to post the movies uh, the 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 end of the week before. So nice. you'll be, if so you, you haven't get- seen it... You can yeah, have time feel to free catch to get up. Spooked. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I so will get spooked. I will definitely be listening. Um, I have a Yay. bad relationship with movie podcasts that I like in that I won't listen to an episode until I've watched the movie. So Hell like, yeah. I, no, that's perfect. I, I watch shit. Yeah. I listen to shit so out of order on like a few of the movie podcasts <laughs> I listen to, so it's very confusing. But I look forward to having another uh, movie cue list to go off of. So I'm, I'm yeah. psyched to listen, guys. Well, uh, thank you so much for having us. Please, thanks yes, for coming thank on. You. This is a, so much yes, fun. <laughs> this is a blast. I'm at Gabrus on all social media. Check out my other podcast, Action Boys, if you like to hear people talk about movies for longer than the length of the movies themselves. It's perfect for you. <laughs> and as always, bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast.